this is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Today's episode is called Jemmy and the Birthday Surprise. It's episode one. I'd like to start out all my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones. And I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to know. And now it's time for Jemmy and the birthday surprise. It rained all day. Jemima was quite upset about it. Tap, splat, plurp, drop, squit, tat, tat, tat. (gasps) It was on the windowsill, on the front porch steps, on the pavement stones, out in the garden, and now on the roof of the car. Swish, tuck, swish, tuck, went the windshield wipers. Swish, tuck. This would never do. Jemima wanted the sun so badly to shine, for her birthday party picnic to happen, for her friends, for the balloons, for the presents and the cupcakes, for the three-legged races and the glittery paper streamers that she'd made with her mother to be fluttering and sparkling in the sunshine. But no, nope, no, was not happening. It was a very steady rain, interrupted only by rather loud claps of thunder. And by Zeus, Jemima was mad. But that didn't help. So then she was sad. But the tears just reminded her of the rain that was coming down. So then she was frustrated. But that just made her cry more. And she circled through these miserable feelings again and again all the way to the park. By the time her mother pulled their car up in front of the picnic shelter, where her magic party was being ruined by the storm, Jemima was exhausted. Jemmy, sweet girl, we just need to wait here for a little while in case one of your friend's parents missed my email about canceling the party because of the rain. Okay, Mama, Jemima grumbled back. The rain did make everything shimmery and pretty. There was no denying that. Jemima watched from the car as the rainwater cascaded off the roof of the picnic shelter where her party was supposed to be happening. (sighs) The water flooded the yellow flowers that were planted all along the shelter's edge. It made little rivers that flowed down into the cement gutter and then into a big sewer drain. Out of the corner of her eye, Jemima watched a butterfly fluttering along the swirling little river in the rain. And then, well, it just plunged right into the water. She'd never seen such a thing before. Jemima had never thought, even once, about where butterflies went during rainstorms but she certainly didn't think that they went swimming in them. Jemima couldn't save her birthday party, but she might be able to save this butterfly. Without another thought, Jemima threw open her car door, shouting, Butterfly emergency! 
over her shoulder at her mother, and she splashed out in her red rain boots to see if she could be of assistance to this winged, waterlogged victim of the storm. Jemima ran over and searched in the swirling water where she thought she'd seen the butterfly drop. And there it was, in a terribly dire situation. It was being dragged along the bottom of the cement gutter in the current, heading right toward the drain with breathtaking speed. Jemima ran alongside of the butterfly, trying not to slip in the mud, and yet, at the same time, carefully reaching her hand in the water to catch the butterfly without crushing it. She'd started to wonder if she'd even be able to do it. Splash, stomp, grab, swish, splash, oops, hold on, boom. She dived in her hand at the last second and snatched the butterfly up in her hands. Yes! But when Jemima pulled the little creature out of the water and looked upon her in her hands, she let out a gasp. (gasps) For this was no butterfly she had saved from the water. It was not a moth. Not a hummingbird either. This, this, my dear friend, was something far more rare these days. What Jemima had rescued from the water on her birthday was, in fact, a glistening, glimmering, soaking wet. But, well, I can barely believe what I'm about to say. It was a fairy. She was choking and sputtering and groaning and being really rather unfairy-like, to be honest. But there she was, and all Jemima could really even think to do was tuck her gently into her raincoat and run back through the downpour to the dry car. When Jemima got back to the car, she realized her mom was not happy with her. Jemmy, what are you doing? You left your door open and your whole seat is wet and now you're soaking and you're dragging mud into the car and... Baby, what's wrong? Jemima didn't really know what to say. Jemmy, what's going on? Your eyes are as big as... as... Are you okay? Jemima carefully took her hand out of her raincoat. She wondered if there would actually still be a fairy there or if what she had in her hand was really just a butterfly after all. But no, there the fairy stood bravely on Jemmy's palm, staring up at Jemima and her mother with grass-green eyes. (sighs) Jemima's mother gasped, and Jemmy said, "I, I know, and looked from her mother to the fairy and back again in amazement. There was no noise except for the rain on the car roof. Finally, Jemima heard her mother take a deep breath and say, Hello there, dear one. How can we help you? Now, how did Jemima's mama even know how to talk to fairies? but the fairy just gave a little shiver as drops of water sprinkled down all around her onto Jemima's hand. I think she's cold, Jemmy. Jemima pulled the handkerchief her grandmother had given her for her birthday party tears out from her rain jacket pocket and wrapped it around the fairy, being mindful of her fragile, damp wings. The fairy smiled up at her in thanks. 
Now what, Mama? Should we just take her home with us? Maybe, maybe she could live with us. I would share my dinner with her, and oh, she could use my tea set for dishes, and we... Jemima, she's not a toy or a plaything, sweet girl. She's a fairy. These are her woods. She's part of the forest here. You know what? It needs her. If we take her away, all the trees and the plants here would suffer. They're all connected, you know, one to another, and we would be wrong to break that bond between them. The fairy looked from Jemima to her mama, and she smiled up at them, nodding at Jemmy's mom. Gently, she let the handkerchief drop away, and she spread her wet wings, flapping them slowly and carefully in the car so they could dry. Jemima was fascinated by her. How could something so small be so beautiful and complicated? This fairy moved with amazing grace now. Every flick of her hair as she dried it, the swiftness of her tiny hands, the gleam of her pale skin, and the sharpness of the thorn she had tied at her waist spoke of an ancient existence that so few humans ever get even the tiniest glimpse of. This fairy was the most amazing wonder Jemima had ever seen in her whole life. Jemima sighed with pleasure and amazement. Her new fairy friend's wings were almost dry. Mama, what should we do with her? Just then the rain slowed to the gentlest drizzle, and then... A moment later, it stopped altogether. A cacophony of birds began to sing. Mama, let's go out and see what she wants to do. Jemima looked at the fairy with questioning eyes, and the fairy gave her a little nod. So Jemima wrapped the fairy delicately in her fingers. She was quite afraid that she might crush her. With great care, she opened the car door and stepped out into a giant puddle and almost lost her footing. The fairy clung to Jemima's fingers as Jemmy righted herself and then carried her tiny curiosity back toward the spot where she had rescued her. And as she did, Jemmy remembered that the fairy had not accidentally fallen into the water. No, she dove into it on purpose. Now, what on earth for? As Jimmy walked her back toward the miniature river she'd pulled her tiny friend out of, the fairy started pointing frantically at a small, sparkling something that was in the water. Jimmy could see something shiny that was caught up in some leaves, but it was still moving swiftly with the current toward the sewer grate. And Jemima's mom started pointing too. Jimmy, what's that in the water? It just looked like the lid from the top of a pop bottle as it bumped and tumbled toward the grate. What would a fairy want with that? The fairy was pointing and pointing so urgently that Jemima ran over to see if she could catch it for her before it was lost in the sewer forever. Would she get there in time? Just as the shiny bit was about to flow into the underground pipes, Jemima snatched it out of the water with a quick grab. Ouch! It was pointy. It poked its jagged edges into Jemima's fingers. Ow! Jemima gingerly sat down, both the fairy and the bottle cap, on the nearest picnic table, and sucked on her finger. And as she and her mom looked on, the fairy picked up the bottle cap with delight. 
And that's when Jemima and her mom realized that it wasn't a bottle cap after all. No, it was a crown. The tiniest, fanciest, fairiest thing that Jemima had ever seen in her entire life, besides the fairy she'd just met, of course. Jemima looked questioningly at her miniature acquaintance. Is this your crown? Jemima wondered if perhaps she should be addressing her new fairy friend as Your Majesty. The fairy shook her head vigorously. No, no, no. Well, Jemima didn't really know what to think. This was all happening so fast. She'd gone from bitter birthday rain-out disappointment to the biggest and best birthday surprise of all time in ten minutes. Thinking about it almost made her a little dizzy. But suddenly, the fairy spoke, and what she said amazed Jemima even more. Snip, snap, snout. For today, my tale is all told out. Tune in next time and I'll tell you some more of the tale of Jemmy and the birthday surprise. Until next time, this is April 8. And just remember, I love you and you're wonderful. Just as you are right now. La, 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 la.